Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, one of the things I talk about a lot or at least think about a lot is the the long game, sort of the long term uh, of maintaining a botanical style aquarium. And it got me thinking, like, how long do you keep your botanical style, style aquariums up and running? A few months, a year, several years? You know, as a self-appointed thought leader, I guess, of the botanical style aquarium movement, uh, myself and, you know, the people here at Tannin, we spend a lot of time talking about how to select botanicals, how to prepare them, how to utilize them in our tanks. We talk about what happens when you place, you know, terrestrial materials in an aquatic environment and how the aquariums over, you know, evolve over time, which is all well and good. But we've probably talked a lot less about the idea of keeping these aquariums going over the very long term. And I define the very long term as, at least for our case, a year or more. I mean, This makes a lot of sense because botanical-style tanks, in my opinion, don't even really hit their stride for at least three to six months. Yet, in this sort of content-driven, Instagram-fueled, postmodern aquarium world, I know that we tend to show new looks quite often and give you a lot of ideas and inspiration to embark on your own journeys. And I suppose it's a cool thing, but it's probably a double-edged sword, too. Like so many things in you know the social media representation of today's hobby, it probably gives you the incorrect impression that these tanks are sort of pop-ups. You know, they just set up for photography sessions and then they're broken down quickly. And regrettably, I'm probably a good consumer or a consumer, good contributor to that sort of misconception. And I think that we, as those self-appointed thought leaders, need to do a better job. We need to do more to share the process of establishing, evolving, and maintaining a botanical-style aquarium over the long haul. And to that end, I think we're going to do a lot more documentation of the whole process in the months to come, documenting that journey from new to mature to sharing the ups and downs and the processes all along the way. Regrettably, the way this work is often presented on social media, it likely you know, enables us to sort of project our human impatience and a desire for instant gratification on living creatures, which in my opinion is sort of the opposite of nature's timetable. Now, you know, she does things on a timetable and in a manner that are best suited for the creatures who reside in the natural world. There's no need or reason to conform to our timetable to get your aquarium cycled and stable, you know, for this weekend or whatever. Besides, the goal is to, you know, to keep an aquarium functioning for the longest period of time. So what's the rush to get it stabilized and and, and running? Patience, as always, is the key ingredient here. We've talked about that many times before. Like with most types of aquariums, I don't think that there's an upper limit to how long you can keep a botanical-style aquarium up and running. I think it's predicated upon our ability to stick to a mindset. The longest I've personally maintained such a system continuously has been about five and a half years. I think I've mentioned this before. The only reason I broke it down is because... We're doing a home remodel that required the removal of everything from the space in which the aquarium was located. And I set it up again shortly after the work was completed. uh, And I kept the sort of more or less the substrate intact. So I guess you could kind of argue that the tank was continuously running. But, you know, 
The reality though is that I could have kept this system going indefinitely if it wasn't for having to break it down. And as most of you who work with these aquariums know, the key to long-term success with them is to go slowly, uh, to deploy massive amounts of patience, common sense husbandry, monitoring of the environmental parameters, and careful stocking management. Not really much different than what you'd need to do successfully to, ma- you know, to maintain any aquarium for the long haul. And as I've discussed many times, the longest time in the hobby, there seemed to be a perception among the mainstream that the botanical-style aquariums were somehow delicate, tricky to maintain systems fraught with all these potential dangers and, you know, uh, you know, flirting with disaster, you know, the soft water acidic environment, which could slip precipitously into some sort of environmental freefall without any warning. And then there was that matter of that dark brown water, you know, the very look of our tanks, no doubt didn't do much to help support this sort of negative narrative that was going around for so long. Yet there's so much more to it than just these unique aesthetics. You need to first have an understanding that you're creating a dynamic environment and an aquascape. It's it's anything but static, sort of like planted aquariums, but in reverse, I guess. Rather than plants growing, the botanicals are, for want of a better word, diminishing. At any given time, you'll have things like leaves in various states of decomposition, seed pods, you know, slowly softening and recruiting biofilms along the way and getting that patina of algae, sort of like that afux that's in the African Rift Lake cichlid tanks, I suppose. What happens over time? Well, typically, as most of you who've played with this stuff know, the botanicals will begin to soften and break down over a period of several weeks. Botanical materials are the very definition of the word ephemeral. Nothing lasts forever, and botanicals are no exception. Pretty much everything we utilize, from you know guava leaves to melastoma roots, starts to soften and break down over time. Most of these materials should be viewed as consumables, meaning that you'll need to replace some over time. Oh, and sure, botanicals will go through that biofilm phase where they ultimately, before they ultimately break down, and you'll have many opportunities to remove them. Or, in the case of most hobbyists these days, or at least me, and for where I see it, you add new materials as the old ones break down, just kind of analogous to what happens in nature, the leaf drop. Now, this idea of leaving stuff in always seems to get people all riled up, and I, you know, I understand, but I've personally never had any negative side effects that we could attribute to leaving botanicals in to completely break down in an otherwise healthy well-managed aquarium and yeah it'll produce pieces of broken down botanical materials and detritus well you know how i feel about detritus (laughs) many many users present company included see no detectable increases in nitrate or phosphate as a result of this practice of leaving things in and of course this prompted me to postulate that perhaps they form some sort of natural biological filtration media like a fuel or so to speak and actually foster some denitrification now i've Absolutely no scientific evidence to back this theory up, of course, like most of my theories, other than my results. But I think there's a grain of truth here. These tanks are quite stable over the long haul in my experience. If they're well-maintained, they run really well and really consistently. Now, of course, you're dealing with a tank filled with decomposing botanical materials, so you need to stay on top of stuff. Now, our embrace of natural processes aren't about, you know, simply abandoning all well-established aquarium husbandry practices. Botanical-style aquariums are not just set and forget. Good overall husbandry is always necessary to keep your tanks stable and healthy. And that includes the dreaded, by many, you know, regular water exchanges. And as we pointed out, at the very least, you'll be cleaning and or replacing pre-filter media as part of your routine. And that's typically a weekly to bi-weekly thing. Stuff gets stuck in those pre-filters. Part of the art and science of botanical-style aquarium keeping is the developing, uh, the idea of developing consistency and understanding what to expect over the long term, as outlined you know, many times here. 
And yeah, one of the most important behavioral characteristics I think we can have in this hobby besides patience is consistency. Just sort of goes with the territory here. This is nothing new. Nothing we mention here is earth shattering or revolutionary from an aquarium husbandry standpoint. However, you know, seeing that for many hobbyists, this might be your first experience at managing a botanical style blackwater aquarium or brackish or whatever. With, and with tons of information out there stressing things like breaking down a tank after a few months, you see that a lot in the planted aquarium or the contest world and all the, all the glam shots and so forth. I think it's not a bad idea to review this stuff from time to time in the context of how these things really run. In botanical style aquariums, seldom are big moves you know, or corrections required. Rather, it's really a combination of little things done consistently over time, which will see your aquarium thrive in the long run. And although there are likely exceptions, many of the really beautiful aquariums you see all over the internet aren't typically left up long enough for nature to really do her thing. It's not about a few weeks or even a few months. It's about processes which can take many months or even years to to be achieved. I suppose the time frame makes it hard for many of you to appreciate the Japanese philosophy of wabi-sabi as professed by Takashi Amano. In many ways, we're not used to looking at things in our aquariums over long periods of time, the way nature organizes, evolves, and sort of operates. Now, when we talk about the use of natural materials in our you know, aquatic hardscape, like leaves and softer aquatic botanicals and so forth, which begin to degrade after a few weeks when they're submerged, you know, you could really understand the practicalities of this philosophy. It could be argued, perhaps, that the use of botanicals in an aquarium is the very essence of what this idea of wabi-sabi is all about. I encourage you to look it up. It's very interesting stuff. And I'll say it for like the 14,000th time here. The whole idea of a botanical style aquarium isn't just an aesthetic approach. Sure, that's the most obvious part of it. It's highly visual. It's different than what we're used to seeing. But there's so much more. And this is where, you know, those who don't understand these types of aquariums, I think, get it all wrong and really short sell this stuff. It's about understanding and processing what's happening in that little aquatic ecosystem you've created. It's about asking questions, modifying technique, and yeah, plain hunches, all skills that we have hobbyists to practice for generations. Again, nothing really new here. When you still distill it all, when you distill it all, we're still just keeping an aquarium, yet one that I feel is far more natural, dynamic, and potentially a game-changing style for the hobby. It's one that we don't need to be afraid of anymore. You know, we as experienced hobbyists need to explain to others that although we can force things to move faster, we can. The results over the long term are often compromised, requiring, you know, painful and expensive do-overs down the line that, you know, to correct mistakes made while rushing to get the aquarium done. And what the heck was done anyway? Uh, in fact, you can, there's always chances to, 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 to sort of get a safety net here. You can always do a makeover of an aquarium without fully breaking it down, kind of like what I did when I moved my tank. You know, you can change the theme on it if and when you get bored with your tank and, and done this many times before, but whether it's been out of choice or out of necessity. And, you know, that's another topic for another time. I was talking to um, our creative director, Johnny Ciotti, the other day. We were talking about this very topic, and we were so into this, geeking out as we do. Um, We are probably going to do maybe next week or something, like a podcast discussing this, and we'll do content about that because we're like, this is such a fundamental thing that we've done for a long time, and a lot of people don't think about this keeping things going. So that'll be fun. Something to work on. So yeah, we need to do more to share the idea of keeping these botanical style aquariums over the long haul. You know, thinking long term as opposed to short term also sort of plays better to the critics of our hobby who feel that we are simply consumers, you know, taking from nature without regard for consequence. And obviously that's wrong. But and in my personal opinion, this 
lack of understanding of the true nature of the hobby has led to a lot of these misconceptions, the criticism, and the popularization of the aquarium hobby as this wasteful, environmentally insensitive, and unaware endeavor, which is farther from the truth than most of these confused souls who applaud, you know, vapid animated films like, you know, insert your favorite movie here, uh, as educational would have the general public believe. We have a responsibility as hobbyists to share that these things are really cool over the long run and they're sustainable. When we encourage people to rush through stuff and only think of some of the personal end game without regard for the consequences to the life forms that they intend to keep, we encourage the very thought that fuels this unwarranted criticism of our hobby to the uninformed public. So I personally commit to Tannen doing more in 2020 to tell the entire story even better than we have today. Everyone's going to benefit as a result. We need to demonstrate that getting there is truly more than half the fun. That to many, the journey itself is one of the most, if not the most, enjoyable parts of the hobby. And it all starts with an understanding of nature. Realizing that the wild you know, aquatic habitats of the world provide us so many ideas, so much inspiration, and so many lessons. Yeah, there's so many more cool things to learn. And it starts with the basics that we all know and applying some of that experience and knowledge to what, for many of you, is an entirely new style of aquarium. The surest path to success with botanical-style natural aquariums, as we stressed repeatedly, is to move slowly and incrementally. Sure, once you gain experience, you'll know how far you can push it. But quite frankly, nature doesn't really care about your experience. If the conditions aren't right, the bacteria in your system you know, can't accommodate a rapid, significant increase in bioload, she'll kick your ass like a personal trainer. It's important to take a really long-term view here with these aquariums, and I'm going to commit to sharing more of that in the coming months. Respect nature. Learn from her. Go long. Stay patient. Stay inquisitive. Stay humble. Stay diligent. Stay creative. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.